Breaking news. Breaking news. The Breakout Finder app is now available in the App Store. Go download it now, the Apple App Store and Google Play. $4.99 for the 2023 NFL Draft Rookie Class Running Back and Wide Receiver. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Breakout Finder is now here. This is Osiris Torrance. You listen to Prayer Profile. We're in the building. It is Friday. The future cast is as live as ever. I'm back from the combine. We've been adding all the data to the website. Shout out to a number of people. Jack, John, Maddie Kiwoom. Shout out to the Breakout Finder crew. Frankie Licados, Uncle Frankie, Dario Ofstein. Shout out to Nick Coder on the comparables. Uh, best comparables up on Player Profile right now. I'm probably leaving people off. There's everybody on the entire team. Billy, Aaron, Theo, Matt, everybody has been awesome this whole week. And you can see right now, literally, I was supposed to start this at one o'clock. I was going to start a little early, but it was a late push to get Breakout Finder live. And we had the data all, all set, had these conversations over the last day or two. And now you can see Jackson, Smith, and Jigba in the Breakout Finder. Go over to the Breakout Finder right now. Download the app. You get the 2023 rookie class right now. Go do it. You can see all sneak peek. Jackson Smith and Jig was number one. Who's number two? Zay Flowers. I'm not showing you the rest. And then you can click on over to the running back position. And you can also see that. Shocker. Bijan Robinson's number one. Big shocker, right? Bijan Robinson comes in number one on the breakout finder. The breakout finders, it's live. You can see it below. I said it's loading. It is live. But today's show, we're going to be going through. My 2023 NFL mock draft 4.0. It is four rounds. And we'll be discussing that today on the future cast. But I, I, I had to start out with the shout outs because getting the breakout finder push live is no slight job. And I should have locked my dog up because now he wants to get up here. Um, you can go to playerprofiler.com right now. You can check out the dynasty rankings. You check out the rookie rankings. You go to dynasty deluxe. Make sure you go to that all in package. Use that promo code Cody, get $10 off, but you can go over to the dynasty deluxe section right now and you can check out the rookie rankings. They're updated. They've been updated this whole week. Uh, it was on the mind of mansion on Wednesday and we talked through the rookie updates and why quarterbacks have moved. Why Richardson's number one. Um, why certain running backs moved up or down. Yes, Charbonnet is currently showing ahead of Roshan. Um, give me all the Roshan, though, because you're going to get hellacious value on Roshan. Um, but, yes, all in package, playerprofiler.com. Use that promo code Cody for $10 off there. You get the breakout finder. is now live. Go get it in the App Store. $4.99 for the rookie class. Jackson Smith and Jigman number one. Bijan number one. No surprises there. The other thing, like I said, was the comps. The comps are up on the player pages right now for all the skill positions. C.J. Stroud, little Joe Burrow action. Bijan Robinson, little Marshawn Lynch action. Action. Jackson Smith and Jibwood does not have a comp yet. Yet. Uh, he will have one after his pro day, given he runs his 40-yard dash. If he doesn't, it might be Brian Hartline. It might literally be, literally be Brian Hartline. Zay Flowers looking at Jahan Dotson. Go to the tight end position. The tight end position obviously was a big conversation at the NFL Combine last week. A lot of dudes, very athletic dudes. Michael Mayer, 
best comparable? Zach Ertz. They're all up over at playerprofile.com. Go dig deep. See who your favorite guy is comparable to. Um, they're all be coming on live right now. You can also check out the athleticism box. That's another big thing that rolled out this last week was the new athleticism section on all the player pages. Um, you have to have enough athleticism traits for us to give you an athleticism score. So guys like Trey Palmer, <clears throat> best comparable to Santana Boss, does not have an athleticism score because he doesn't have a burst or an agility score. But he did run a 4-3-3-40. Best comparable to? Santana Moss. Tune in, tap in right there, playerprofiler.com. All the tools that you will need to be successful in every format of life, football, fantasy, betting, DFS, you name it, we're here. But let's get into the show, the magic, what it is. The NFL mock draft 4.0, four rounds. All righty, let's get this baby popping. Starting off with pick number one. I'm going to share my screen, see if I can do this thing at the same time here. Pop it up here, zooming it a little bit. You can see pick number one goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. We're talking Las Vegas Raiders. Why are the Las Vegas Raiders number one? I have them trading up, trading up. Why not? Why not? Right? They were in the conversation for what we thought was Aaron Rodgers, and now they're not. See, uh, Aaron Rodgers supposedly not on their radar. Uh, Tom Brady obviously retired. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't seem like he's going to be going there. There was this rumor that came out last week that potentially Mac Jones was up on the trade, the trade market, and that he would go back to be with uh, McDaniel's in Las Vegas. I'm not buying it. They got Jarrett Stidham right now, and that looks to be who their quarterback is going to be. And I forgot to mention Derek Carr, who's in New Orleans now. They don't have one. It's Jarrett Stidham. Yes, McDaniel's loves Jarrett Stidham. No. No. C.J. Stroud, number one overall, Las Vegas Raiders. That's where I'm going. And then you have number two. This is a popular pick. If it's not Bryce, it's usually Will Anderson. I got Houston, Stan and Pat going with Bryce Young from Alabama. Best comparable to Johnny Manziel on playerprofile.com. You didn't expect that one, did you? Yes, you, you all know the algorithm does not have eyes, so it can't see Bryce Young play. But what it can do is it can read data. And what the data says is Johnny football is the comp for Bryce Young given the size and the output in college. So we're sending Bryce Young to the Houston Texans. Why? The question is why. Why would you do this? Because in prior mocks, I, I put Will Anderson here because I thought they could maybe come back, get a quarterback or a receiver at 12. I don't see that happening in this draft no longer because of guys like Levis and Richardson solidifying themselves in the top 10. Cool stat here before we get down to the next pick is there has never been a draft with four wide four quarterbacks. There has never been a draft with four quarterbacks drafted in the top seven of the NFL draft. Bryce Young goes here, number two. Teams up with D'Amico Ryans in Houston. D'Amico's going to be controlling this entire defense. I think he's going to build it strong. It's going to take a couple years, a year or two. But Bryce, you put Bryce on the other side. You just say, hey, Bryce, this is your offense. Hey, D'Amico, this is your defense. That's a good, stable start to a build for a franchise like Houston. So I like this beginning. Number three, Will Anderson. Do I need to say anything else? Will Anderson is a stud, bona fide. He's the edge rusher that cuts. He's the Oreo to these quarterbacks. We got Stroud one, Young two, Will Anderson three. And then I think the Colts stand pat at four. Again, I think Arizona, there's a there's a world where Arizona does trade out. It'd be very smart to do so. But if they also just say, hey, we need to go get our edge rusher, Will Anderson's that guy. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts stand pat. Will Levis falls right into their lap. Everyone wants to hate Will Levis. I'm done defending him. I love him. I'm going to continue to love him. If you want to hate, you can take your hate somewhere else. Will Levis is a dude, and he's going to be good in the NFL, whether you like it or not. Yes, he has a boom rate, 
a high boom rate and a and a very low bust rate. Like, sorry, high bust rate, high boom rate, high bust rate as well. He there's a good chance he could do either one. He could be Bortles, he could be Jay Cutler, he could be Josh Allen. There's a, a grand range of outcomes for Will Levis, but I'm going to lean towards the positive. And then number five, the Carolina Panthers come up and they get their new Cam Newton. They get their hyper athlete. He's 20.8 years old right now. Frank Wright needs a quarterback and Scott Fitter needs to save his job. As I noted right here in my comments, he might be a little bit of a project likely is, but if you can bring in a guy like Jacoby Brissett or Sam Darnold, make Richardson take that job. I think you're going to be looking at a guy taking that job by the end of the season for Anthony Richardson, especially if the team is really not the most competent, but I think they're in a, they're in a good spot where, the NFC South really isn't there's no there's no clear cut right now. Okay, people who can make an argument for the Saints. It'd be a tough argument for the Falcons. Nobody knows where Tampa's gonna be. Carolina's in a spot where if Richardson does smash and hit early, they're gonna be very, very happy. We'll just zoom through a few of these picks because it's gonna be here. We're gonna be here for 10 hours if we go through every single one. Christian Gonzalez pairs up in Detroit. This is a pick that's very controversial. People think they should trade out of the pick, people think they should take D line quarterback uh i've seen everything i've seen everyone's opinion i think they take the best cornerback in the draft and they pair him up on defense with okuda and the rest of these young dbs because they need help on the back end most jalen carter very heavily talked about as being a number one overall guy the big board on playerprovider.com he is the number one guy i know there's only five players showing right now on the big board on playerprovider.com because that's a new section and i don't want to put out 100 guys if i don't have 100 confident grades on 100 confident dudes so that'll be coming very very soon as i get done with my grading dylan carter will be number one though that's a guarantee miles murphy goes to atlanta at number eight tyree wilson falls to nine because seattle traded out of pick number five surprise surprise schneider trades down again and then lucas van ness never started a game at iowa he's going to the philadelphia eagles here at number 10 lucas van ness is an absolute stud and I think it's a guy that's going to fit directly into what Philadelphia is trying to do. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Dominican Sue, Linval Joseph, all free agents, like I mentioned here, drafted Jordan Davis last year. Milton Williams, hyper-athlete. Uh, they drafted him two years ago. You have to reload this defense, and that's why they had to go out and get Sue and Joseph last year is because the interior of this defense was struggling. And Van Ness, 6'5", 272, can play all over this defensive line from zero all the way up to nine. And I think that's going to be a, a very big piece to, to use in this defense. You look at the athleticism score. Van Ness was number two out of 20 edge rushers at the combine. He's number 12 in the entire class across all positions as far as athleticism goes. And he's the 34th most athletic edge rusher all time in the player profile database. That has 460 edge rushers included. Paris Johnson goes to Tennessee. They need offensive line help terribly. They've been cutting people left and right, including Taylor Luan. Peter Skoronsky, a very formidable offensive lineman with short arms. Um, they need to protect Bryce Young, and this is step number one. They have Laramie Tunzel. They have Titus Howard. They can bring Peter Skoronsky in, plug him in directly at guard, let him learn a little bit of tackle, and then if, if Laramie is on the way out, they just bump Peter out. But Peter's got some shorter arms, and he profiles as a guy that can start at guard and then move outside. Nolan Smith took the combine by storm last week. Nolan Smith is an absolute 
menace of an athlete. Some people think he's a little undersized. I think that he's going to be able to be used all over the formation on defense. Robert Salah is smart. He's going to get this. He's a Micah Parsons type. He's a, a Fred Warner type. He, they're lighter versions of both of these guys, 6'2", 238 pounds, but hyper, hyper athlete, 100th percentile, 40 at the NFL Combine coming out of Georgia. Another Georgia guy, Broderick Wright, goes 14 to the Patriots. Love it. He had 24 formal interviews at the NFL Combine, a ton. Darnell Wright, another guy does not get talked about hardly enough from Tennessee. Um, There's been a lot of intel from the NFL side of things that has pointed towards Darnell Wright being about about a big of his lock as Zay Flowers. I don't know if I can get that out there. As Zay Flowers is a lock to go in round one, top 25. Darnell Wright is quietly moving up these boards, and he needs to be respected in all fronts of NFL mock draft conversation. Darnell Wright, right tackle from Tennessee, was down there at the Senior Bowl. He had a few plays that were not beautiful at the Senior Bowl, but that happens. You don't have to, you don't, you don't hit on every single play. You look at Darnell Wright's consensus big board, <clears throat> expected draft spot, and he's coming off right now 35th overall. Uh, but you can see some guys, Charles McDonald from Yahoo Sports, shout out. He's going 27th on his mock to the Buffalo Bills. Our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4 has him going 13th to the Jets. Chris Trapasso, 19th to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's starting to get more conversation. But your boy has him at 15 to Green Bay. Second highest, second highest among any mock draft that I've seen. Lance Zierlein had him going 14th to the Patriots. I had him 15th to the Green Bay Packers, Joey Porter Jr. to the Washington Commanders as they snipe the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers and Detroit Lions go back-to-back wide receiver here at 17 and 18. Number 17, Jordan Addison plugs directly into what the Steelers are doing. They have Deontay. They have George Pickens. Why not bring in Jordan Addison, let him move around this entire formation, and team back up with Kenny Pickett? Why not? Why not? I love that. The one that I got the biggest question about after posting this mock draft on Wednesday, you can find this mock draft at playerprofiler.com. Go to the top of the screen, NFL draft, mock draft, and analysis. It's right there. Otherwise, the link is in the description below if you are watching on YouTube, playerprofiler.com on YouTube. Or if you're listening on a podcast, I will have the link in the podcast as well where you can go to playerprofiler.com and check out my mock draft 4.0 and see what your favorite team is doing. Like I said, if you are in the chat on YouTube, I appreciate you guys sticking around click that like, click that subscribe button. If you have a question specifically around a player or a team, let me know. I'll control that this bad boy. I'll scroll down there and I'll show you where they landed or who your team took. But otherwise we're just going to be scrolling through here. We'll go for about 30 minutes. I appreciate all of you guys for tapping into this NFL mock draft 4.0. I'll be on the game plan tomorrow as well. Talking about some of these rookies more in depth from a fantasy point of view, the game plan with my boy, Matty Kiwum. Something else is coming with Matty Kiwum as well. I, I, I teased it on, on Twitter last week. We're going to tease it again tonight. Something's coming within the next 10 days. Something's coming. Quentin Johnston though, right here, send him to Detroit. Um, he's a bigger, better DJ Chark. You pair that up with a Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams. Oh boy. Like that might be the thing that really elevates. I know golf was good last year, but I mean, we're talking about a supreme amount of talent out there. Jamison Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Quentin Johnson would be something special up in Detroit. Devon Witherspoon will not be working out until April 5th. He's not going to be going to his day, uh in the next couple of weeks. He's going to have a self-workout. 
Currently, I got him 19th to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They need tons of help on defense and overall. Number 20 overall, Kelly Ringo had a great combine. Over 200 pounds, ran the 4-3, high 4-3s. Kelly Ringo, Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, as I commented here, would be a fantastic trio for the NFC West, for the Seattle Seahawks to uh, continue to build this defense and be, be them. Like I mentioned before, Zay Flowers is my favorite lock for round one. Um, when when numbers come out, if there's some bets out there on a number of sports books, whether it's FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, make sure you go to playerprofile.com forward slash offers to get the best offers for that respective site. But make sure that you're taking advantage of these draft props because if Zay Flowers starts out plus money to go in round one, you better be hammering it because Zay Flowers is going round one. He went from 170 to 183 pounds over the course of the last couple months. He looked rocked up. He looked fantastic at the NFL Combine. You have to take advantage of these things. Zay Flowers is himothy.com. As I've mentioned multiple times on multiple shows, you're going to be very mad and disappointed in yourself if you miss out on Zay Flowers from Boston College. Best comparable to Jahan Dotson. And who? Again, this is all algorithm built. This is not, we're not picking these fucking comps. Who was the surprise pick in round one last year at the wide receiver position? Jahan Dotson. Can't make this shit up. Number 22, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Baltimore Ravens. Eric DaCosta famously had some negative minced words about the current state of wide receiver position for the Baltimore Ravens. He fixes that, hopefully, with Jackson Smith and Jigba joining Rashad Bateman in this passing game. Brian Brissett from Clemson goes to Minnesota. They need help on the defensive line. They're also looking at cutting the entire roster, it seems like, over the last couple of days. Cam Smith. I love Cam Smith. He is the seatbelt corner of this class. He's the one that you're going to look back and you say, oh, he was the J.C. Horn. He was the Jalen Ramsey. He was the guy that we can bet on being a lockdown. They just recently released Shaquille Griffin from the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Move on down. You see the pick right there. We won't skip over it. Osiris Torrance to the Giants. Obviously, they need offensive line help. That Osiris Torrance was just an amazing pick overall because he's a very uh, uh, shifty guy. Not a shifty guy. A guy that you can just move all over the offensive line, and I think Osiris is going to be big for the Giants. There's the one right there. That's the one. Bijan freaking Robinson going to the Dallas Cowboys. Just like I mentioned here, there's a lot of conversations in Indianapolis about Bijan. Where is Bijan going to go? You see these next few picks. The Bills are an interesting spot. The Bengals are an interesting spot. I mean, the Saints are not a question. Obviously, Philly's right there. But Dallas Cowboys, I think this is when the conversation really starts. There was rumors when we were in Indianapolis of like, you could see you could see Bijan going anywhere. You could see a guy like Bill Belichick just doing the damn thing and just taking him just to spite everybody else and be like, yeah, well, guess what? Now I got Bijan and I got Ramondre. What are you going to do about it? But I don't think that happens. I think that you're sitting here at 26. The Cowboys just recently franchise tagged Tony Pollard. And I would all but bet my life savings on Zeke Elliott being cut. Pollard's 25.8. So a year from now, he'll be 26.8. And he's not going to be getting a longer term contract. So I think what they're hoping for is that he doesn't quite have as good as the season he did last year. They can keep Pollard on the team, but it's going to be a more team friendly deal a year from now than it is now. They'll pay the franchise tag this year. Yes, Ja Webb in the chat says, I don't see him falling this far. I'd agree. I think he should and will end up going higher, but I think Dallas really, really wants him. I think this is going to be a master plan, and I could also see them moving up for him a few spots. 
Zeke out. Pollard's franchise tagged. They're going to take a running back. They got to get one somewhere. I don't think they're going to go get Kareem Hunt. I don't think they're going to get Miles Sanders. I think they draft Bijan Robinson because they understand one thing. And you can, if you're reading it on YouTube right now, Jerry Jones understands Texas, and Texas loves Bijan Robinson. And I think I told Alex this, and Alex is one of the biggest Texas fans there is. I said if Bijan Robinson goes to Texas, or to, sorry, to, to the Dallas Cowboys. That Bijan Robinson Dallas Cowboy jersey will be the number one selling jersey within two weeks of the NFL draft happening. I don't think that's even a question. Obviously, that may maybe not a hot take, but I think that that will be the number one selling jersey from two weeks post draft until the end of the year. That'll be the most sold jersey because of the abundance of Texas fans that love Texas and love the Dallas Cowboys. Love the fit. Buffalo Bills. Drew Sanders, six six foot three, two hundred thirty pound linebacker from Arkansas. Tremaine Edmonds was just let they let him walk. I think they want to bring him back, but I'm not sure they can afford him. He's going to be a very expensive linebacker. He's still very young. Drew Sanders comes in, fits well. Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland, going 28 to the Cincinnati Bengals. They need some help as well. This is the one pick people are going to shake their heads at because they don't maybe know who he is until the NFL Combine came around. Come around, came around. At a Comeway, at a Barre. This guy was a menace at the senior bowl just a few weeks ago. And then he goes to the combine and doubles down. I wouldn't even say doubles down. He triples, quadruples, quintuplets down. He's the 17th most athletic player in the entire player profiler database. Adetomwe or Tomi Adabare, six foot two, 282 pounds, runs a 449, 100th percentile, 40 speed and burst. With 27 bench reps at six foot two, 282 pounds, 33 and seven H, eighth inch arm length. Number one, most athletic defensive lineman. Number two, all positions in this draft class. And number three, all time on the defensive line position. And number 17, all time, all positions. That's number 17 out of 5,558 players in the database. And the problem is, and why I have, uh, sorry, is why I have. Adetomwe going at pick number 29 to the New Orleans Saints. Multiple sources inside organizations prefer Adeware to Kalijah Kansi. Kalijah Kansi is the uh, defensive lineman from Pittsburgh. Got a lot of comparables to Aaron Donald over the last week. But Kalijah is 6'1", 281. And, and the problem that I find really weird is that they always have, they've been calling Adetomwe undersized the last few weeks. But Anatomwe has three inches longer arm length. So we're talking like three inches. That's that's big when you're talking about interior defensive line for guys that are undersized. Both 6'1, 6'2, 281, 282. Kalijah runs a 4'6'7. Anatomwe runs a 4'4'9. This is an entirely different athlete. And, and that's not to take anything away from Kalijah, but he's got short arms. Not as freakish of an athlete, still a good athlete. But Adetomwe, the film, the film for Kalaja looks good, but the film and the senior bowl and the combine for Adetomwe was absolutely remarkable. Let's pop back over here to the mock draft. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, if you're in podcast, I'm sorry for the gap in air. But here you can see the mock draft is back up. I got Adetomwe going 29th overall. Amazing, amazing spot for him. 
Cody Mock fits well in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, going number 30 overall. He could play literally all five spots. Another senior bowl guy. I think in a year or two, you're going to be talking about him being re- the replacement for Lane Johnson. But for now, they can just plug him in at guard if they need him, center if they need him, if Kelsey walks, et cetera, et cetera. Both tackles for the Chiefs are gone. So Anton Harrison from Oklahoma steps right in. You got to reload, protect that half billion dollar man and Patrick Mahomes. Anton Harrison is your guy. Orlando seems like he's on the way out. Andrew Wiley seems like he may be staying. All right, as we walk into round two, like I said, if you're in the chat on YouTube and you want to see a specific player, fantasy relevant, defense, etc., just drop their name in the chat and I will find that player. Otherwise, I'm just going to be scrolling through here talking about my favorite guys. And if I skip your favorite, I don't give a shit. I'm scrolling through. This is Mock Draft 4.0. You can find that at playerprofiler.com at the top of the screen. If you scroll up right here, top of the screen nfl draft mock draft analysis or if you're reading the descriptions below you can click that link and you can get hopped right on over to the mock draft and you can follow along starting out round two out of four well we'll go back to 24 as jaw comments jaw says who did the vikings take at 24 well 23 i gave them brian Bercy from clemson <clears throat> they need help all along the defensive line and i think brian is a plug and play um, it's also kind of an up in the air pick. I think that the uh, wide receivers, an option corners, an option defensive lines, an option. There, there's a lot of options for Minnesota, just given what they may do over the next few weeks. Hell running back might be an option. If Delvin is traded in the next week or two, it's very interesting for the Vikings. I, I don't feel as confident in that pick as I do about a few of these other ones on to round two Pittsburgh gets Kyan white from Georgia tech, a guy that was perceived to be a hyper athlete coming in has kind of underwhelmed through the process. He opened up as a top 15 guy, top 15 projection, I should say, in this draft, and has since fallen. Jalen Hyatt. We'll talk about skill guys from here on out if I don't get any comments. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from Tennessee, ran a 4-4-0 at the combine. A lot of expectation for him to run a 4-2, 4-2-8, 4-2-7, potentially try and break that, that speed record, the 40-yard dash record at the NFL combine. Did not come to fruition, though... He did have the fastest 40 uh, miles per sorry 40, fastest 40 yard dash mile per hour speed tracked. So he still does have that speed. I think it's more long speed. It's what you see on the film. It's going to work, but uh, Jalen Hyatt does need to be um, pulled down a little bit in all these people's rankings because there's some people that have him very high in the NFL draft grades, and I disagree with that. But he goes to Houston now and pairs up with Bryce Young. So you can see that Johnny Manziel factor coming in where. Young's gonna be back there just whipping that babe, bad boy up, and he's gonna have uh, Jalen Hyatt somewhere down there. You know what the you know what the meme is? Just whip it up. He's down there somewhere. Thirty-five. Josh Downs pairs up with Will Levis in Indianapolis. He kind of takes over that T.Y. Hilton role. You got Pittman on one side, Pierce on the other side. You got a bunch of tight ends. You got Josh Downs now in the slot and on the outside. You got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, and you got Big Bill Will Levis at quarterback. Indianapolis is gonna be a new look team. When you're looking at Josh Downs coming to town at pick 35, the aforementioned Kalijah Kansi goes to 36 to the Los Angeles Rams for me. He doesn't fall that far. I think he's a, a borderline first-round guy. I mentioned before him versus Atatomwe, but if you put Kalijah with the Rams and just put him right next to Aaron Donald, like if, it, if he's going to be Aaron Donald, he better learn, hey, learn from Aaron Donald. All right, pick 37, one of my favorite picks, and this one will stay and has stayed as my concrete number pick 37 as Hendon Hooker, quarterback from Tennessee, going to Seattle. 
yes, they extended Geno Smith, but there's an out in his contract after year one that's favorable to the team. Hendon Hooker comes in, sits for a year. You have that opportunity, and I think these guys are pretty eerily similar. Hendon Hooker learns from Geno, takes over by the end of the year if Geno sucks, or in 2024, I think they may need to trade up from 37 to get him, or, of course, they can trade down from 20 into the late 20s if they want to get Hooker as well, but I think that's a great landing spot for him. Felix Anudike Uzama, I mentioned it right here in the comments. Alex Dunlap asked four Big 12 offensive linemen at the NFL Combine, who's the most difficult player to play against this year? And they all answered, Felix, Felix, King Felix, uh, 91 from, uh, what'd they say? What the hell was his number? I can't remember what his number was. 91 from Kansas State, but they worded it like that. Four guys said that. Zero guys said Tyree Wilson. This was not a multiple choice question. This was an open-ended question, and they all said Felix, 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 Felix. He goes 39 here to the Carolina Panthers. He's got an unbelievable motor. Uh, seen him take a few plays off, but when he's not, when he's not, when he's not taking plays off and he's on, he is as good as it gets in this class. Kayshawn Booty, number 40 overall. It all depends on what the NFL perceived his workout as. Of course, he ran that 4.50, but he also ran that 4.6 plus. What was that all about? The jumping was dog water, but 4.50. And one thing I did learn at the combine was most of these teams don't care what the, the official time was. They go off of their hand timer. So if they had somebody hand time Kayshawn Booty at 4.47, and then they watched the on-field work, and he came out very positive in the on-field work. I can pull up my grades right now, and I can tell you exactly where Kayshawn Booty finished during the combine when we tracked all the workouts for all 46 prospects that worked out during the combine, ran all the routes, did everything. Kayshawn Booty was right at the top. He came in number six overall in routes run. Routes run. In routes graded. Charlie Jones, Tank Dell, Puka Nakua, Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, Kayshawn Booty. Stay on the booty. I got New Orleans taking him here at 40. They're trying to get Michael Thomas to come back. They need to still replace that Jarvis Landry role. If you roll up Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Kayshawn Booty with Derek Carr, pretty, pretty damn good trio if you ask me. We'll keep on moving down here. Jack Campbell to Tennessee. You followed me on Twitter at Carpenter NFL last week. You saw the comment. You saw the quote from Jack Campbell. There's no better landing spot than the Tennessee Titans for Jack Campbell. Rashi Rice, uh, the expectation of him going right here at 44, maybe catching some people by surprise. Rashi Rice, what does what does what does Atlanta miss right now? What are they missing at the wide receiver position right now, as far as the depth chart goes and the build of this offense goes? They're missing a guy that can get open in the middle quadrants that has a is a great route runner. Of course, they have Kyle Pitts. Of course, they have Drake London, but Drake London's more of an outside guy. I think you get Rashi, you move him on the inside, you move him as the number two. Rashi's never going to be a number one guy. But if you can plug in Rashi right here, I absolutely love this landing spot because he's going to be the guy everyone forgets about. He's going to be uh, Roddy White to Julio, right? He's going to be Rashi Rice to Drake London. And then you, of course, have Tony Gonzalez on the inside of tight end. You have Kyle Pitts inside there. They're building this team. They're building this team right. I think Rashi would be a great underrated player to take here at 44 overall. And then we got Michael Mayer going number 45 overall. And I haven't seen a single comment yet in the chat saying, where's the first tight end go? Here he is. This is the big, this is the big, this is the big thing from this entire mock right here. No tight end going in round one. None. Reason being. 
had multiple conversations with a few people in Indianapolis that said, hey, man, I wouldn't be surprised if he was here at 27. I think the tight end class, when you look at it and you compare it, you can see my tweet right here in the article. 2022, there was no tight end taken in round one. 2020, there was no tight end taken in round one. 2021, the only one was Kyle Pitts. So that's one tight end taken in round one the last three seasons. And I think everyone can agree that Kyle Pitts was generational. Now, when you look at this current tight end crop, who is generational? Is anybody generational? Are we sure they're generational? You look at specifically the one guy that was supposed to be generational. And I've said this word 17 times in the last 17 words, but generational tight ends are the reason that they get drafted so high. Generational duo, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, 8th and 20th in 2019. Since then, literally has only been Kyle Pitts. Michael Mayer, 21.7 years old. He didn't run a 4-6-40 like the rest of these guys. Do I think Michael Mayer could possibly be in the conversation to be a top 15 pick if Michael Mayer ran a 4-5-4? Sure. But it would not surprise me at all if, if Michael Mayer falls out of round one, as it shouldn't surprise you either. You look at the tight end position, Luke Musgrave. All right, cool. Luke Musgrave didn't do shit this year as far as statistics go. He had a good, he had a good senior bowl. He had a good combine. Darnell Washington. Keep on going down the list. Darnell Washington, great run blocker. Had a conversation with the scout. What did he say? Yeah, man, we were just talking about Darnell Washington playing offensive tackle. Literally just an hour ago talking about it. That was after his workout. Dalton Kincaid, he's been banged up this entire process. He's an undersized 235-pound tight end. You really think someone's going to spend the 13th overall pick on him? Are you that ignorant? Get out of here. That's your four guys right there. Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington, Dalton Kincaid. Would it absolutely surprise you if none of those four guys went in round one of the NFL draft? No, it would not. Michael Mayer right here, 45 to the Green Bay Packers. Do I think it's a little steep at 45? Yes. I think it'll go a little bit earlier, but you need to start putting this in your brain. I don't think that we're going to see three, four tight ends go in round one. I think that's a little, a little fugaze. New England, they've been trying to fill this tight end role. John U. Smith, Hunter Henry. Now they get their guy, Dalton Kincaid, a guy that can play out of the slot, all over the formation. Kincaid out of Utah, I just mentioned, he's been injured through this process. The next tight end goes off the board, Darnell Washington, 51 to the Miami Dolphins. Looks like Gusecki's on his way out, so they get another super freak that they can play uh, in the run game because they love using George Kittle when they were in San Francisco. This offense, or this uh, this regime when they were in, Jesus Christ, San Francisco, they used George Kittle in the run blocking. I think Darnell Washington the best run blocker in this class outside of Braden Willis, who's going to be a later round guy. Jameer Gibbs to the Chicago Bears. I think they like Khalil Herbert more than most people think. Khalil Herbert's going to be about 215 pounds right now. You get another pass-catching guy in Gibbs. They like Herbert as a pass-catcher, but Gibbs and Herbert with Justin Fields, it's a pretty good backfield right there. 53 overall to the Chicago Bears. Cedric Tillman, another wide receiver you need to be paying attention to. Cedric Tillman from the University of Tennessee, 56 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They need somebody to eventually take over the Marvin Jones role. Cedric Tillman was the number one wide receiver on the Senior Bowl watch list going into the 2022 college football season. Cedric Tillman played with Jalen Hyatt, went through a series of injuries, but he had a big 1,000-yard season in 2021. Keep him on the radar. We got a franchise tag for Saquon Barkley in New York. Zach Charbonnet, spend that second-round pick on Charbonnet. Have him be the duo, a real duo, a real actual duo with Saquon Barkley and Zach Charbonnet. I wouldn't mind that one bit. 
Luke Musgrave to the Buffalo Bills, his best comparable player and player profiler, Dawson Knox. Why not? Now we go into round three. We're going to do rapid fire as we go here. We've been here for 36 minutes. We'll go about five more minutes. If you got any questions, like I said, drop a comment in the chat. Uh, I will get to it as quick as possible. I'll move to a player you want to see. I'll look to a team you want to see. But let's continue with round three right after a word from one of our sponsors. All right, round three, Houston Texans. They got Bryce Young. Houston Texans, they got Jalen Hyatt. The Houston Texans Texans now have another burner. They're going all speed. They've been kind of sluggish the last few years. Nico Collins, Damian Pierce. Now we get some speed. Devon A. Chain and Jalen Hyatt paired up with Bryce Young in Houston. They spend on speed, and here you go. I don't love him, but I like it. It's not a bad spot to duo with Damian Pierce in Houston. Tyler Scott, number 70 overall to Las Vegas Raiders. Scott's very underrated wide receiver. Parker Washington fits well in Tennessee on the inside in that Robert Woods role. If you haven't watched Parker Washington, you need to go watch some Parker Washington. Uh, I know my man Charles Chill is a big Parker Washington fan. Go check him out. Round three, Tennessee Titans for Parker Washington. Another wide receiver off the board for the Atlanta Falcons. Outside of London and Pitts, they need a little help. And I think that Tank Dell and Rashi Rice paired in this offense would help immensely with this offense's upside, especially when you're talking about they're not going to take a quarterback in this year's class. I would bet you bet you 50 bucks. 50 bucks says they don't take a quarterback in this class. They're going to go Desmond Ritter. They're going to say Desmond Ritter's either going to sink and we're going to take Caleb Williams next year, and then you're going to have talent on this offense, or he's going to jump out of the water and he's going to show everyone who Desmond Ritter is. We'll see what happens. If they give him Rashi, they give him Tank, he's got London, He's got uh, pits, and he's got a running game. I think you're going to like it. Tyja Spears, 77 to the Miami Dolphins. Come on now. Come on now. Isn't that the best fit? Isn't that the best fit? Marvin Mims, 78 to the Green Bay Packers. I don't know, man. He seems like the most underrated wide receiver right now. Uh, A couple thousand yard seasons at Oklahoma. Play with Spencer Rattler. Caleb Williams and then Dylan Gabriel this year. Just a lot of uh, a lot of different expectations. His catch rate dropped down to the 50s, into the 50s, and as far as percent goes this year, from like the 70s to the 50s, 58, I want to say. But he switched from right-handed quarterbacks, one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in the last decade, Caleb Williams, to a left-handed Dylan Gabriel. Makes sense why his catch rate came down. Jaden Reed. From right here from the Seattle Seahawks. I think he fits the mentality of the Seattle Seahawks very well. Teams back up with Ken Walker from the Michigan State Spartans. His best comparable and player profiler, Stefan Diggs. Oh boy. Jonathan Mingo, number 89, right here. His top five comparable players was redonkulous. Al Lazard is going to end up his comp, but I'm just going to put this kindly. A.J. Brown was inside of his top five best comparable players. Spencer Laporta, Cincinnati gets their tight end. Spencer, Spencer Sam Laporta from Iowa, the tight end. Uh, it's garnered a little bit of George Kittle conversations over the last few weeks. We've got a chat comment from our girl JoJo. She says, Darnell Granddaddy Washington was not in the first round. That is correct. We put him in round two, I think pick 47 to the Miami Dolphins. I don't think any of these tight ends, I didn't put any of these tight ends in round one during this Series mock 4.0, four rounds. Starting to get stuffy in the nose, as you can probably hear. Pick 94, Trey Palmer, wide receiver at Nebraska. He's going to have the highest dog rating in the 2023 NFL draft class. He's going to replace my boy Quez Watkins, but that's okay because Trey Palmer is also my boy. 
His best comparable is going to be Santana Moss on playerprofiler.com. We finish out round three with a bevy of wide receivers. Michael Wilson from Stanford goes to Arizona. Andre Yasovich from wide receiver from Princeton goes to Washington Commanders. And then Charlie Football, who was the best route runner at the NFL Combine this last week. He was the highest graded. He ran two perfect gauntlets, and he had the highest base route grade, 11.5. He was two points higher overall than Tank Dell in the entire day. Charlie Football goes to the Cleveland Browns. He gives them some speed, even though he's 25 years old. Charlie Football to the Cleveland Browns. Let's go through round four here, and then we'll finish it out on this great episode of the future cast NFL mock draft 4.0 with yours truly Cody Carpentier. You can find me on Twitter at Carpentier NFL, and you can find all my work at playerprofiler.com. Remember, like I mentioned before, the breakout finder app is live again, right here. The the algorithm spit it out. I'm only going to get so close. So you can read a little bit of it. Can you read a little bit of it? Boop. Bijan Jameer Gibbs. Oh shit. Too far. You're going to be very surprised when you go in here. Again, this is literally an algorithm that is run many times and you take the average of all these scores, grades, I should say, and it spits it out and it gives you a a projected breakout finder percentage. There's going to be articles coming on playerprofiler.com. Ahan Runk to shout out. He'll be writing a few articles. One will be coming out on Tuesday, um, breaking down why the breakout finder is so important, the hit rates over the last couple of years and everything about that. But you can go find the 2023 class right now on breakout finder running backs and at wide receiver. I will give you guys one winner. Uh, oh, fuck that. Never mind. You guys can go find it yourself. Break a finder. Get the app right now. Apple Store, Google Play. Check it out. Break a finder. Bing, bang, bada, boom. Pick 103, the Chicago Bears. Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. He runs in the 4-5. Surprised me. Thought he was a mid-4-6 guy. Comes in the 4-5. Chicago Bears, great landing spot. He's a guy that you can put on the inside. Move Darnell to the outside. And you're going to be very happy by the end of the day when Xavier Hutchinson finishes the season with 145 targets for Justin Fields. Roshan Johnson gets 105 overall. I've talked about him being a top 75 guy. He did run a little bit slower, uh, but the NFL still does like him. He had some formal interviews with the Falcons, with the Eagles. He thinks the Eagles really like him and really need him. So we're looking at 105, third pick in the fourth round for Roshan. That's day three. I don't love it, but I gotta. Sometimes you gotta put your uh, your 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 own thought to the side and and do what's best for the mock. Trey Tucker, Mister Consistency from the Senior Bowl, goes one hundred seven to New England Patriots. Low key, that's a low low key spot right there. He fits right in that West Walker role, right in that Julian Edelman role. Trey Tucker's a dude. He's gonna be great. I mean, he would be. We're talking about a Bill Belichick guy. That's Trey Tucker. Bryce Ford Wheaton, the wider shooter from West Virginia, comes in here 108. I think I'm going to be doing an Undercovered Prospects episode on him and A.T. Perry over the next few weeks. Be on the lookout for that. Two of these big dudes in this class. Bryce Ford Wheaton, the most athletic wide receiver in the class. You can see that right here. Number one out of 44. I can see the comment in the chat from Bradley Bryan. He says, did I miss A.T. Perry? I don't know. We'll scroll down and see if we get to him. We only got a few picks left. Pick 110, Tank Bigsby goes to the Atlanta Falcons as a running back. Again, they need a running back. They don't, like, need a running back, but what Fontenot said at the combine when we asked him, you know, is Algier the dude, 
is Algier the dude? He said, you need, you never have too many running backs. That was like the big conversation at the whole combine was you can never have too many running backs because they just, you, there's no longer the day where you go, yep, we can give this guy 350 touches. He's just going to be healthy and last. That just doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore in the NFL and, and coaches and GMs understand that you bring in a guy like tank Bigsby who's going to come in at 210, 215. And he's a competent athlete, you know, back to back to back 800 plus yard rushing seasons at Auburn, despite having a bad offensive line combos great with Tyler Algier in this run centric Atlanta Falcons offense, Tucker craft, the New York Jets grabbed another tight end in round four. Last year was Jeremy Rucker. This year, Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State. I think Kraft is better than Rucker. 115, a comp you saw a couple years ago was Zach Evans to Elvin Kamara. This was early on. This was very early on you saw these comps. Zach Evans was a five-star guy at TCU, transfers to Old Miss. Gets a little dinged up, it sounds like, coming into the combine. He comes into the combine at 201 pounds, did not look the best. He looked pretty slight of frame. For a guy that I once said was the only dude in this class that I thought had the range of outcomes to finish better than B. John Robinson in five years, when you hindsight look back, who's the one guy that can jump over B. John? It might be Zach Evans. Yeah, that's no longer true. He came in super light, super tiny, banged up. He's just not there, not there yet. 117, New England Patriots, Chase Brown. This one just made too much sense to me. Uh, you look at what Chase Brown did at the Senior Bowl, which was negative, and you look at what he did at the Combine, which was electric. They are going to spend a fourth or fifth round back, pick on a running back. That's what NFL teams should do. They got Kevin Harris last year. They got Pierre Strong last year. They got Ramondre Stevenson the year before. They're going to add another guy as they lose Damian Harris. Uh, why not Chase Brown? Makes a lot of sense. Now, pick 119. This is a reason why I think that the Vikings had the ability to trade Delvin Cook is because there's a bevy of running backs in this class, and Kendra Miller is going to be the biggest value by the time the draft rolls around from the NFL perspective and from a fantasy perspective because he's not going to run a 40 the entire way through. He had minor knee surgery just a few months ago. He didn't run at the combine. He didn't run. He's not going to run at his pro day. He's still 20. He'll be 21 when the season rolls around. And Kendra Miller if he's healthy and if he runs, would be looked at as the Javante Williams of the class. He had 17 touchdowns last year with 1,300 yards, and he overtook Zach Evans in that TCU offense. Kendra Miller is going to be a crazy value in round four of the NFL draft. Hopefully he goes into round three, but for the sake of this mock, he's round four, pick 119 to the Minnesota Vikings. If Dalvin Cook stays, this is his backup. This is the Alexander Madison replacement. If Dalvin Cook is gone, you could be looking at Kendra competing with Whoever you want in this free agency class, De- whatever, Devin Singletary or some shit, Kendra is going to beat him out. A couple more guys to go through and we'll be out of here. Dontavian Wicks goes to the Kansas City Chiefs from Virginia. Underwhelming testing. Eric Gray did not test from Oklahoma, going to the Baltimore Ravens to join this dirty backfield, this dirty duo, dirty trio, dirty quad, whatever you want to call it. New York Giants take Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion, the tight end, super athlete, best comparable to Mike Asecki. Shocker, after that testing, Zach Kuntz is going to be a hyper-athlete. The Giants could use one opposite of Daniel Bellinger in line because Bellinger's a little better run blocker than Kuntz is, but we'll take it. Dallas Cowboys get Elijah Higgins. Elijah Higgins, wide receiver slash tight end, came in as a wide receiver, 235 pounds, ran a lot of routes, was looked at as the best receiver from Stanford. Now Michael Wilson has taken that job over. Elijah Higgins is going to be moved to tight end in the NFL. He is your chig Okwankwo from this draft class this year. Israel Abanacanda, 
His pro day is in three weeks. I think I'm going to be going to Pittsburgh to watch that one. He did not run the 40 at the combine due to a hamstring injury, but a Banacanda will run at his pro day. Currently having going 132 to the Buffalo Bills, followed by Evan Holf, Northwestern to the Bengals. Jacob Copeland, a jacked-up freak from Maryland, going to the Carolina Panthers. And then we finish it out with the last fantasy-relevant guy, Deuce Vaughn. Pick 134. The Chiefs completely redeem themselves. The Kansas City Chiefs completely redeem themselves from taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at pick 32 in the NFL draft to picking 134 at the end of round four, where you should always take a running back. They replace Clyde Edwards hell out of here with one deuce, Darren Sproles, Vaughn. They replace Clyde Edwards hell out of here with one deuce, Darren Sproles, Vaughn.